trendy, but we're trying to be cool, aren't we, Rob? Yeah, trying. So trying our trying. best, but yeah. doesn't always work, does no. it? No. So. Uh, but really, really tonight, we want to do something different in the sense that it's an opportunity to explore in a deeper way what we talked about this morning, about the gifts of the Spirit, and um, how we can operate in those gifts, how the Holy Spirit can manifest through us, and um, work supernaturally through us, bring heaven to earth, as us that spiritual channel where God can work through us and, and do miraculous and incredible things that we don't always expect. The text we looked at was um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it says, um, concerning spiritual gifts, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Holy Spirit, um, by the Spirit of God, says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as a body though one has many just as a body though one has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it's with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body. And we were all given the same spirit to drink. So that's quite exciting, isn't it? It's quite quite dramatic, actually, when you think about it. As we, we come to church and we sing hymns and we say, say some prayers. And we've got this incredible supernatural power that God wants to put into us and use for us. Called the gifts of the spirit. And... Um, I suppose there's some still people who believe this, the gifts of the Spirit and their fullness don't operate today, but I think, you know, we believe that God wants to work in the fullness of Holy Spirit to see all these gifts become manifest and real in his church. So, the, if I can get the page open, so, let me see, so, well, I'm going to be interviewing Rob tonight, so, um, we can bounce back and forth mm -hmm. if you if you want to, don't, don't worry, but. It's just we'll be following, following the same. We're going to be having, um, next next few weeks, we'll be having some interviews like this. Then we'll be back to some normal preaches. And then after um, Easter, we'll be back to an interview process like this again to, to explore a bit deeper the gifts of the Spirit in a practical way, which might be more practically helpful. So, Rob, um, you're obviously a man who's got experience of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, also amazing gifts of helps as well. Um, what, what, how and when did you first begin to exercise um, in the gifts of the Spirit? When did they start to really manifest in a real way for you? Okay, so I suppose the first thing to say is uh, the fact that I'm sat here tonight, I'm not sat here as an expert, I'm just sat here as one that's slower than other people to uh, step backwards maybe. Um, so um, that's that. Um, to answer the question, 
uh, really it's to say that um, as a child we were brought up in a, a Methodist church uh, we actually share a bit of um, shared heritage my minister was David Watkins who was minister here um, he, he left Rycroft to come to Little Over uh, and as a child I saw such miraculous things happen um, I saw uh, Eileen his wife uh, chip pan fire head to toe in burning oil um, we went to the church and we prayed and the next day she was totally uh, restored um, David being confronted with, uh, by a man uh, threatening violence and, and just saying in the name of Jesus put your knife down and go and he put his knife down and went um, and as personally as a, as a child uh, I had um, part of my conversion um, uh, testimony is one of healing uh, one of the healing uh, um, from uh, deafness uh, and also one of healing from uh, speech impediment um, so really uh, from the word go this thing that we refer to as supernatural really was just natural it was, it was super, but it was natural. Uh, and I suppose as a child, when you grow up with that, there's always kind of the... Um, you see it as, that's the possibility. That's, uh, to me as a child, that's, that's what happened. If, if somebody was ill, we'd pray for him. We didn't make a big song and dance about it. You know, it wasn't a, a spectator sport or a, uh, a growth industry. It was just people prayed. If, you know, if, if, if people were in need, we prayed about that. If... Uh, if we didn't know what to do, we asked God to show us. Um, but I suppose, personally for me, um, without going into the, the whole um, specific gifting um, side of it, for me, it probably started, um, I became a Christian at seven, and probably a few years later on in Sunday school when um, it became the norm to teach each other in, in our classes. Um, and... Um, Really, that's when I, I, I kind of got called to preach at that time, uh, and um, yeah, really, it just it just came from there. And I, I think it's been a case of whatever uh, has been set before me, or whatever has been there, just asking God, well, what do you want to do in this? And sometimes it, it's I want to work through you, and sometimes it's I want to work through somebody else. Step aside, uh, and it's. Um, uh, so yeah, from a, from an early age, but specifically, I think from being a teenager onwards, in terms of God working through me rather than me spectating on what He was doing in other people. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've you've been a teacher and you've got a, you've got that gift of, of being able to teach and to prepare courses and do things in an incredible way. But um, when you've got that sense of natural gifting as well, um, this is your question, so what makes you think that what you see or do is likely to be God rather than too much cheese, as you said, e.g., when it, when it is you praying and when the Holy Spirit, uh, when it's you doing it and when the Holy Spirit is leading? You know, because I think most people must struggle with that, thinking, is this just in my head? Is this mm -hmm. my idea? Is this my thought, actually? Is this what the Spirit of God wants? Um. Yeah, I would say for, for any gifting, really, uh, and since we're, kind of, we're trying to talk generally tonight rather than specific gifts, it's that, does it point to me or does it point to God? First, because if you think about what Jesus said, he pointed to God, Holy Spirit points to Jesus, so if we're 
carrying on Jesus' work, we should be pointing to God, not to ourselves. So does it bring glory to God rather than bring glory to me? Um, so that's the first thing. Um, one of the things we, we talked about, we talked about to make tonight really practical, and these evenings practical. For me, um, in some of the gifting things when it's God, it's almost as if um, it's bubbling up. And if I don't speak it out, it's, it's almost like uh, having really, really bad indigestion. Um, and it's quite, quite literally an heartache not to. Um, so I, I, I've, and I suppose the first time it happened, you, you go, oh, that's indigestion. <laughs> but then the time after when you actually speak it out and it goes, that, that sensation goes. And over time, you, 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 you put two and two together, I guess. That, you know, if it feels like that, then it's probably a God. Um, if there's not that kind of, that conviction, that real sense of, you know, mate, you, you've, this is it. This is it. This is what matters. Um, if, it's, if it's not that, then it's probably um, not a God. Because God's a, a kind of a, a strident and, a, and a, an urgent kind of chap, in, in, in my understanding. So it's been obedient. Being a bit, yeah, and the more you're obedient to it, and the more you see the peace afterwards of even if even if as a result of speaking that or doing that, it's caused conflict and it's caused um, ripples. The peace that comes individually, um, to me, that is that is a um, a test, yeah. you know. But unfortunately, you can only get that confirmation afterwards not before yeah. i mean i think it i think for me i think it was um bill johnson from bethel he said you know most of the time god does god does want to do things in you through his holy spirit and he doesn't want to bless you he doesn't want to heal you transform you but most of the time god wants to do things through you and through his holy spirit and that that's when the most the, the most the most fruitful time is actually you say god work through me Holy Spirit work through me because I think a lot of church today we, we talk about the Holy Spirit so or give me experience you know do this you know touch me you know let, let me experience your Holy Spirit let, let me it's just become spiritual experience but actually it's a it's a spiritual experience which leads to God working through you to transform things change things practically manifesting through you that experience manifests and becomes real so what what has what's encouraged you or facilitated you most in um start to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I would say, um, sorry, um, A, being open to it and doing it. So, um, actually, having the adventure, if you like. Having the, having the adventure, you know, loads of people, it's very easy for us to sit at home and watch telly and, 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 and and, and, and kind of look at Alaska and think, oh, it's brilliant in Alaska. It's another thing to actually go. I understand. Never do. Uh, but it would be another thing to actually go and live it. So to actually have the adventure rather than a virtual adventure or a, a, an academic adventure, that's encouraging for me. Uh, really picking up one of the things you just said about seeing God work in other people's lives as a result. You know, to see um, a person kind of um, just to move from here to here in their relationship with God as a result of what God's done through me. Um, 
and also the fact that uh, it's encouraging when people actually come back and, and say, uh, you know, in scripture where it says we shouldn't be ignorant of the gifts, sometimes we're ignorant in, in our exercising of them. Yeah. And it's really encouraging when somebody comes back and says, you know, that word that you said today, or that thing that you did, or that provision, or whatever, was just what God was wanting to, to say to me today. And that in itself is encouraging uh, when people kind of feedback. Sometimes you, you're not, you're not kind of aware. Some, I think different gifts, different things. Sometimes you, you think you're going to, uh, to use a preaching example, you think you're going to say one thing, but somebody hear, hears from God something different. But that's what they needed to hear. Yeah. And the, but it's all, they've only heard that because of the, ram, the ramble that you've been speaking kind of thing. It's a bit like preaching, isn't it? You, you preach a sermon, but you get 100 people hear a different sermon. and you know, So it's, you think you're preaching one thing and you stand at the door and somebody says, oh, thank you for saying that. That's really encouraged my life, these words. And that's not what I intended to say. I didn't mean that. And you're going, well, if, it, if God's saying that to you, fantastic. And how God can take your sermon and, and make it to mean something else that makes it prophetic. That's where the Spirit's using and taking that, that gift of, of pro- proclamation and utterance. It's to, I think to, to go back to that, back to where I started about encouragement, the thing of it being an adventure, you know, um, it's it's too easy to settle for a, a Christian life that's like a bagpipe drone, and we, we reckon that that's, that's it. But actually, God never intended us to have a bagpipe drone. He intended us to have a melody and a harmony and all the rest of it. That's, that's going back again, that's the naturally supernatural that's the way God intended it to be. Um, we talk sometimes we talk about having another d- kind of dynamic, another dimension um, to our Christian lives as a result of being gifted in, you know, being obedient to the Spirit. But that's to kind of make out that that's the plus. Well, no, that's the norm. Not to have the plus is to be missing out, and for other people for around us to be missing out as a result. And I think that's encouraging. Kind of the, the full, you know, Jesus said we'd have, we'll live life to the full, not to the not to the drone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with that experience of being filled by the Holy Spirit, of having that experience that of that assurance of faith and God's love upon you, of being, of actually seeing God working through you and moving through you through spiritual gifts, is, is an incredible experience. Even when you're, especially when you're not expecting it, when you're, you're praying for somebody or doing something and. Um, but I think there's, there's lots of, of dangers and, and, and pitfalls as well. I mean, I remember um, one young Christian was saying, um, you know, starting to move in the, the gifts of the Spirit, and um, they were praying for they were praying for healing, and say, God, can you heal me? God, I want you to heal me. And they were putting lots of tests down for God to, to bring the healing. God, I want somebody in church to pray for me today. Oh, God, I want this sign. I want that sign for you to do this in my life. To you, to you, move supernaturally, spiritually in my life and then they came to church and um, they ended up praying for somebody else and helping somebody else and blessing somebody else and the spirit moving through them and, and touching another person's life through through God working through them and they left church upset and so I got a chance to talk to them and say why are you upset because God didn't do anything God didn't God didn't answer my prayer God didn't make a difference but I said but God didn't answer your prayer specifically but he used you and worked through you to impact somebody else's life and somebody else who was upset and crying in despair left 
with a strength and a new joy in a heart because you were able to intervene there with how God anointed you and placed you in that situation. And there's sometimes that pitfall we always think it's, you know, it's always about us, but actually how God um, does, uh, how God works through us. What about yourself, Rob? Any pitfalls? Or? Uh, yeah, I guess one pitfall is to kind of. Um, To limit what God can do through our, through my confidence in me rather than my confidence in God. Um, so to, to, to limit what he can do through me um, as a result of my expectation to, to kind of say, well, you, you, can do, you can do so much, but that's, that's too much of that, surely, kind of thing. Um, um, to kind of confuse uh, my expectation with God's ability it can be a pitfall uh, it can be a pitfall for it to become about me rather than it being about uh, other people and, and about God um, uh, which is always you know we always need to keep coming back it can be a pitfall as well to actually um, to be overconfident uh, and forget to offer what um, God's saying in humility you know that's ends the is it a result of too much cheese that's a that's a, a polite way for like you're saying I, I might have got this wrong, you know. Um, which is um, it's important that as somebody who uh, if somebody offers something, if you as somebody who's receiving it, then it's there's a weight upon you to actually weigh that up, not just to swallow it up line and sinker, um, to actually weigh it up and for it to be part of your growing with God. Um, and I suppose um, a Pitfall can be to say, "All right, God, enough's enough." You know, I'll um, I'll walk to Derby for you, but you can forget Nottingham. You know, uh, uh, and th that's obviously that's an analogy, not uh, not being called to walk to Nottingham, uh, but to to kind of to kind of just say, oh, "Okay, God, I'm, I'm happy for you to use me in this way, but you can forget that, and you can forget that, and you can forget that," and to actually kind of uh, carve our own cross rather than accepting the one that God's given to us. Um, yeah. So there, we've just explored a little bit, but we want, we want to take an opportunity, really, is about, about practical and about, about praying for you as well and praying for each other. That, you know, we want to start up a desire for the Holy Spirit and for the gifts of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul calls us not to be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit, but understand that these are important, they're vital for the church. We're baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ for the benefit of that body. And when we don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit, then the body's hurt. And that means the community, the, the body of the church. And so actually to be a healthy church, actually, we've all got to be operating the gifts of the Spirit that God's given us. We've all got to be moving and listening to what the Spirit's saying and being obedient and delivering that. Otherwise, the, the church falls apart. It, it becomes a, a human institution with human activities and human processes um, it's the it's a, the, 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 the it's always the fear isn't it if the spirit moves you know that oh, everyone else that's structured in order will become chaos you know it's great we want the holy spirit to move but we don't want the chaos that that comes with it but that's the there's a sense of you know the, there's a sense for order but actually sometimes when the spirit moves it seems a bit chaotic at times if somebody's prophesying evangelizing praying healing in doing things because we're, it becomes about ministering to each other. It's not been about being ministered to from the front, 
well, actually, you become the person who's moving and operating. You're the person who's, who's leaving this place, praying for people for their healing, praying for people for deliverance, interceding, um, moving in power and authority because you're, you're listening to God and saying, God, you know, how can I move through your spirit? How, how can I bring transformation? You know, I'm hungry for that. You're not tired of kind of religious Christianity and structured liturgical Christianity. It's good. There's some, there's some benefits to it, but I, I, since I want to see a spirit-filled Christian life, I, I want to be in opportunities where I, I just sense the Holy Spirit saying, pray, pray for healing. I've got a word to say to this person. I, I, want, I, I want that to be my normal experience, not a supernatural experience. I want that to be my daily routine and there's a desire. So I, I, as we move on and we, we explore more about the gifts of the Spirit, the prophetic, you know, I want us to pray for each other because we should pray for each other to stir up the gifts of the Spirit. We should pray for the church to stir up the gifts of the Spirit in the church. Pray for one another for, for, for a hunger and continue to minister to us this evening Lord that we continue to be touched by you your presence your love your peace and Father I just pray for a release now in Jesus name of the power of your Holy Spirit upon each person here at least of the gifts of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Lord that Lord we will see apostles and pastors and prophets and teachers and evangelists raised up here tonight Lord that we will see people moving in the miraculous We'll see people released with gift, gifts of healing and words of knowledge, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, that you'll give people a gift of faith to believe what your word says and to live in the power of your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue worship. If you want to carry on praying, do feel free to pray because that's what we're here to do for. Pray for one another, carry on. Um, but we're going to finish with our last song. And um, uh, just and as in the interest of uh, fullness and complete, completeness, um, one of the things I forgot to say earlier about um, Adam and Oak, uh, what inclines me to think it's from God rather than too much cheese. Uh, have you ever been on a really cold um, winter's night with no sense of leaving? Have you ever had one of them old fashioned heavy blankets on you? Yeah. That, just the weight. Feel it, feeling the kind of the weight of the spirit, uh, the glory of God uh, upon you, but not in a burdensome kind of way, but like in that that comfort, comforting kind of way. Uh, need to include that, and also along then uh, of recent years, probably in the last four years, when it, uh, when God starts to move through me, I weep like a baby. There's tears and snot all over the place. It's not a pretty thing. Um, but, um, yeah. And when that happens, that tends to make me think, yeah, that's not bringing much glory to me at this present point. Must be bringing glory to God. Um, our final song uh, is Men of Faith. Uh, and the reason 